Welcome gamers to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming. We're on episode number 108. My name is Craig Prowse and joining me, as always, Manjo Montemayor. How Here's are we? to another 100 and great more episodes. Okay, it's October 1st, first one of the, uh, the new month. I know, happy uh, spooky season. I love fucking Halloween because it, it or just October in general, because it's the time of the month where there's always something good to watch on TV because there's so many like horror-related things or even... You know, like, lighter shit, like, fucking Halloween Town or whatever. Well, even when you go to, like, stores, like, going to Walmart or Smith or something like that. <coughs> like, cool. I just like that everything changes. Everything gets, like, a unique look to it. All the aisles start looking, you know, like, they put the cobwebs up and the spiders and stuff. I just, like, that and Christmas, like, the two good times of year that, like, <coughs> everything seems to change and, like, everybody's completely comfortable with it. I was gonna say, that's why I think it's, like, October to Christmas is, like, the best time of the year. Yeah. Easily the best time of the year. So, I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Um, but if you guys are watching the YouTube version of the podcast, do us a favor and uh, jump down, leave us a comment, hit subscribe if you haven't already subscribed, hit that like button, and if you can, share this with a friend. We are giving <coughs> away an Xbox Series X. Details will be at the end of the show, but the more you share to people, the more people we can uh, you know, get eyes on it and hopefully find a bigger audience to give away some cool stuff. And thank you for anyone who ever does anything for us, likes, watches any part of your time. We're super grateful. But I'm going to get out ahead of it because I know Craig gets annoyed, but sorry for my coughing. Oh, he's, yeah, he's still getting over his little, my little baby's getting over his little cougher. So uh, if you guys are listening to the audio only version of the podcast, check us out on Anchor. Uh, that is the new home of our audio podcast. And from there, you can go find us on um, Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. And if you guys are interested in following us on any of the social medias, our Linktree link is in the description, and that'll take you to our Facebook, our Instagram, and all those good platforms. But uh, we always like to drink a beer when we like to talk about video game news, and uh, Andrew actually picked up the Alien Amber Ale. Now, again, we like to use Beer Advocate to kind of see how they rank it. This one, oddly enough, doesn't have a score, but it is a Red Ale American Amber Red 4.5%. Um, It's made from the Alien Brew Pub in New Mexico, United States, and the availability is a year-round beer. Um, Always a goodie. You said we we drink so many beers on the show, it's kind of hard to remember when a certain one made its first appearance. We used to have a list, and I don't (laughs) think we've kept up on it. We haven't. I know I haven't. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to take a big drink right now, but I feel like I can't taste it. I can just taste that I'm drinking a beer. So I think this is another one COVID robbed of me. So I remember <laughs> this beer being like really, really good. And it's kind of, I think I wasn't really too big into like beers before. I'd kind of just drink whatever, but it was mostly like Bud Light or whatever kind of shit was there. This was the first beer I ever had that kind of really got me to venture out and start trying uh-uh. IPAs, different dark colored beers, whatever, instead of just only drinking like light or you know, shit like Keystone or whatever. <laughs> and our, one of our favorite bars in town, Bearded Gentlemen, That's uh, they sell a lot of Alien Amber. So that is the place where we like to go and drink these. So if you guys have a beer at home, drink along with us. I and taste it, it a little. Oh, is it starting to come back? Starting to rejuvenate the old palate? I taste it a little. Maybe it was the gum that I had earlier that's overpowering <laughs> it, but... So if you guys um, feel free to recommend a beer to us, and we'll try to find it and drink it on the show, just leave it down in the comments below. And since it is spooky time, if you could recommend a good Oktoberfest-related beer, because those are always really good. Usually kind of, even if you get like the cheaper, like shittier brand ones or whatever, I don't think I've had like a bad one. I know. Uh, I would like to do like a uh, Fat Tire Werewolf. I think they do one like that, and then I think uh, Sam Adams does Sam like an Oktoberfest. So. Sam Adams one is usually pretty Even good. if no one recommends it, we'll still steamroll it and get <coughs> it. So. <laughs> uh, so before we get into our main story, guys, we'd like to do What Are You Up To, where we take a minute to talk about what we've been playing, what we've been watching, and if we have any trips 
going on. So, what are you up to, Andrew? I'll let you go first because I got a cough. You got a, he's coughing up a storm over here. So, uh, what I've been watching is I just went and saw Venom, Let There Be Carnage. It just came out today, October 1st. It's the film by uh, Sony. It's uh, it's a good movie. And so, I won't say too many. I'm not, I'll do my best to not spoil anything for anybody. But I don't think the movie was as good as I wanted it to be. Like, I'm trying my hardest to, like, love it. But at the end of the day, it's probably the same as number one was. It's a solid seven, maybe an eight movie. Um, good action. Uh, it's just some of the dialogue in it is still like cheesy. Like it looks like it was a movie that was kind of made in like the eighties, but like looks good in 2021, like all CGI. Like he's literally hanging from a point on a cell phone and she's asking him what he's up to. And he's like, Oh, hanging around. Like it's still doing, oh, I think that was one of the still trailers. Doing some like dumb stuff <clears throat> like that. But I will say that the action is top notch. Um, Woody Harrelson as, uh, Cletus Cassidy in my in my head he did a really good job doing it the only kind of shitty part i would say is they didn't really explore carnage enough like in the trailer when when he when venom sees carnage he's like oh shit it's a red one like they didn't dive into like what that even meant they didn't get into like why carnage would be like more powerful than venom or or anything like that so as the comic book fan in me i was like well i would like to know what the movie background is for this but they didn't really dive into that they do mention like he calls him father but it's like i think that was just a nod for comic book fans um, it's got good actors in it, like, um, Michelle Williams, she was, she was in the first one, and then Naomi Harris is in this movie as well, and Stephen Graham's in the first one, but, like, it didn't seem like they had big roles at all, like, they're in the movie and there's, they have their scenes, but, like, it seemed like, uh, Naomi Harris, like, she's in the movie, she's kind of, like, shoehorned in just to, like, fit the plot that, like, Cletus Cassidy needed, like, some motivation to move his character along, but... I would say, hands down, the best part of the movie, and hopefully it doesn't get spoiled for you guys, is make sure you watch the post-credit scene. Like I heard it, it's a banger. It's, it's a game changer. So um, I just saw that that movie. I would I would go say watch it in theaters if you can, but I would probably go see Shang Chi twice before I went and saw Venom two twice. So as far as what I'm playing, um, I <clears throat> just started playing uh, Kana Bridge of Spirits. Which is the uh, new game from Ember Lab? Who look good? Yeah, they're established back in two thousand nine. They kind of did like commercials and app building, and this is their actual first game that they've actually done. It it's beautiful. It looks like you're playing a Pixar game, like or a Pixar movie, and uh, it, the graphics are really good. The combat's like the action platform, some puzzle solving, and she has this staff. And when you level it up, you can kind of start turning it into like a bow, grenades, a grappling hook. But essentially, her job is to move spirits. Um, that refuse to go to the next plane because they're stuck in the physical. And when you start learning the story, like this whole village got like bombed because like this mountain blew up. So you start learning kind of these sad, sad stories of these people and like how they died and like who got left behind and has been waiting for them and things like that. So it's unfortunate because it's a PS5 exclusive right now. It's a timed exclusive. So eventually it will be on Xbox. But right now I'm playing on the PS5 and I got to say it is great and then as far as plans at the end of the uh weekend for tomorrow i'm actually heading to phoenix to go see a diamondback game my buddy pat got awarded a uh a grant the diamondback grant which he i think he got like 10 grand for the school so he's actually getting recognition on the field like he'll be down there and he got some extra tickets and he invited us to go so tomorrow i'm gonna go see my first baseball game because i've never been to a live one and then the next day when i come back i'm going to vegas to go see a tech nine concert so it's gonna be a really packed weekend that's pretty cool i actually went to go see the diamondbacks of cn i think like two years ago i went nice because yeah i've never been i've only been to a football game so this will be my first baseball game so shout out to pat turco and uh thanks for the hookup so 
What are you about to, man? Uh, me, I've actually just been really hammering out Lost Judgment. I think I had just started it last week. I'm already on chapter 11 out of 13, so I've really been cruising through it. I haven't really been watching too much else, but I kind of want to talk about something a little bit different. Is um, One of my favorite bands, Under Oath, they're pretty big, especially if you're within that kind of music scene, <coughs> has actually been releasing a couple of tracks. I went through and listened to them for their new album that's called Voyeurist. It's supposed to come out this year. I wasn't really a big fan of their last album, which kind of sucked too because they took, uh, they broke up and they were gone for like a while and then they came back and went and saw them when they were on their rebirth tour and everything and it was amazing that that album was kind of a letdown for me. I didn't like it. I am absolutely loving whatever that they've been putting out. They put out three songs. My favorite one so far is called Pneumonia, but it's <laughs> funny enough. Yeah. It's actually really, really good. Kind of gives me that desolate earth vibe. So if you're someone who loves Under Oath and maybe hasn't listened to them in a while, definitely go check it out because this new album so far is shaping up to be like peak, peak Under Oath. But uh, I'm actually going to Dewey, Arizona tomorrow, wherever that is. I was going to say, I didn't even know, when you said that, I didn't even know where that was or where it's even at. Uh, my mom wants to go to this place called Mortimer Farm. She wants to take, like, a family trip because we really haven't done anything as a family, which is, like, all of us. It's, like, three hours from here. And they have, like, a corn maze. There's all kinds of different things you could do there, I guess. So uh, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. But besides that, and go ahead and leave me a comment if you have any recommendations. Today, as of October 1st, I always do the 30... 30, 31, whatever you want to call it, days of Halloween, which is where you watch a different either horror movie or Halloween-related movie like Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School or, you know, something like that. So just one thing per night. So I don't know what I'm going to start with tonight, so I'm definitely going to have to go home and, like, peruse or whatever. But if you have any cool recommendations or something you want me to check out, definitely leave it down below. If that new, I would recommend, if, I don't know if you've seen it, but if that new Child's Play with the one that Mark Hamill does, have you seen that one? No. If that's out on streaming, I, that'd be my vote because I haven't seen it and I'd like <coughs> to hear your thoughts on it. I definitely want to check that out then. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to find something a little bit newer. I mean, of course, I'll go through and watch my classic favorites like, you know, 30 Days of Night or, you know, whatever. Yeah, you, yeah, you got some time to pick out your goodies and take some recommendations. So That's my one whatever for the show. <laughs> so that's what we've been up to, guys. Uh, let us know what you've been playing, what you've been watching. If you got any fun, cool trips that you guys have been doing, uh, let us know. So moving into our main story, guys. Um, Sony has just now officially <coughs> acquired Bluepoint Games, which didn't really come as, as a shocker because back in June when they acquired Housemark, there was a slip-up that somebody tweeted out the actual, you know, welcome to the family Blue point message right. instead of house mark and someone I'm sure someone got fired and they had to take that <coughs> down and then they you know they re-uploaded the correct one but so it didn't really blow anyone away the, the real question is when were they going to announce a lot of people thought it was going to be the Sony event that we had a couple weeks ago I thought ago. so for sure I think it was one of the rumors that I think you were showing me but it's finally out and you know uh, they're a great studio to get this is this makes sense to add to Sony's uh, portfolio but. Um, just in terms of what Sony's been up to, I just want to read this real quick from Polygon. And it says, uh, the studio is the fifth high-profile acquisition for SIE, which is Sony Interactive Entertainment, in the past six months. In March, the company acquired Fighting Games Evolution Championship Series and formed a joint venture to operate its events. At the end of June, SIE announced it had bought Returnal and Resogun maker Housemark. Nixus Software, a Dutch developer specializing in PC ports, joined the PlayStation Studios two days later, and at the beginning of September, SIE acquired the Playroom developer Fire Sprite. So, I mean, say what you want if you're a fan of Sony or you're not, but every move they've made, especially quite quick and recently, seems to be things they've just needed to stack in. And if you guys aren't familiar with Bluepoint Games, um, 
they mainly did um, like ports and uh, remasters. And I just want to read off their list real quick and then we can kind of dive into what you think on it, Andrew. Um, their only original game that they've done so far is Blast Factor, which is kind of like just little shooter game that you can kind of move around and equip power-ups and stuff like that. But they've done the God of War collection, the Ico and Shadow of Colossus collection, Metal Gear Solid HD collection, PlayStation All-Stars, uh, Battle Royale port, Flower port, Titanfall port, Uncharted the Nathan Drake collection, Gravity Rush remastered, Shadow of Colossus, and then arguably probably the most popular thing they've done and probably most wanted was the 2020 Demon Souls. So, I mean, this is a nice studio to put under your belt. How, right. how, how do you look at it? No, I think it, it totally makes sense. Everyone knew it was coming anyways. You don't accidentally make a whole logo with whatever and say welcome to what like if you said welcome to whatever and it was all the house mark shit but it wasn't it was all the blue point stuff so i'm kind of glad that they didn't show it at, it makes more sense now that they didn't show it at the event because what would they have showed right like would you just waste this time to say hey we bought blue point thanks cool and have no games or anything to show for it <coughs> but also coming out on top of this there was another rumor going around for a long time that they have been working on the metal gear Remake, and that was actually kind of a little squish too. Um, that Konami, it, it, it's on a couple different websites. That Konami has uh, another studio called Virtuous working on the Metal Gear series because they're trying to revive Castlevania and their whole collection that they have going on. So that would also kind of squash that. I think my big question is. And something I want to ask you: Do you think their next game is going to be another original game, or are they going to take some other sort of old? Legacy property, Legacy of Kane or something like that, Soul Reaver, <coughs> and I'd say, hey, hey, remake this for a modern time. Uh, well, I think there, I mean, there was some soft conversation with um, <coughs> the studio president, Marco Thrush, who was saying that, you know, we do have a new IP in the works, but we can't talk about any of it at all. So, if you know, I'm kind of more curious if th that is true and that it is going to be coming. Yeah, like, what would be coming out first? Them doing another remake or a new IP? And I, I mean... As, as awesome as this studio is to have, it looks like they're kind of going... They, I mean, it'd be kind of weird to buy them and then not have them do at least a few more uh, remakes or ports and then still do new IP. So I would like to see something new, but I mean, you just bought one of the best remake studios in the business and we're living in like, I don't want to call it the golden age of remakes, but it kind of feels like that. Right. So I think if push came to shove, we'll probably see a remake before we see a new IP but give me, you know, the, the new... Because what do we have to base it on? All we've seen is Blast Factor. So I don't know what my confidence would be in them doing a new IP versus taking something like Soul Reaver and, and giving me That's that. Without dying to get mechanics, forever. Yeah. So what do you think? I think it's kind of interesting to see something like this and it just kind of shows what, like, each person's game plan is as far as what each company is going to do. Because this is just more of a complement to what PlayStation's already doing more. The studio's been working for us. We're going to take them and help build that foundation versus Microsoft that's like, fuck, well, we kind of have nothing else going on. Let's just scoop up and buy Bethesda, which is already an established studio that already has all their established stuff. These people, you know, it's not like they were anything major, major, and they've been working close with Sony, and now they're going to keep going forward and kind of build more of that rapport and what they're already doing versus 
like, well, let's just break out the wallet and just throw money at somebody. Yeah, but I think that the big difference between like a Sony and a Microsoft is Sony knows how to manage its studios for the most part. I mean, everyone has their their problems, but I mean, the, I'm sure. Yeah, no yeah. When they, when they take up their first parties, man, they really let them shine and really let them stand apart. And when you're gonna add something like this to your stable, like it just looks good. Where Microsoft, I mean, they're they're built from the ground up studios do have a lot of issues and you know we'll talk about one of those in a minute but you know outside of them buying something as big as Bethesda to kind of keep them afloat in terms of like what do you have to show even now we don't have any games from them that show that like that was a good purchase like they just bought a studio who which Dark Souls just came out and it's one of the best games of the year so I mean I feel like they're just a little more strategic when it comes to playing the game in terms of like who to, uh, who to buy what I say Dark Souls Dark Souls oh Demon Souls sorry um, when it comes to buying a studio and then doing these, like, you know, we just talked about Kenya and the Bridge of Spirits, doing these timed exclusives. So, I don't know. I mean, I just think they've been playing it super, super smart in terms of what they've been buying and what they've been able to just make Sony shine. Where we're, as much as we're still getting new things from Xbox and Microsoft, it still hasn't been anything, like, mind-blowing yet. So, I don't know. I think this is really good news for them. Yeah. I, I Again, you know, they've done great work, especially with um, Shadow of the Colossus and then Demon's Souls. Demon's Souls is kind of their big... Breakout moment because that launched with the PS5. That game looked beautiful. It was that reason to be like, should we get a PS5? Should I not get a PS5? That was a lot of people's buying and jumping points to, okay, and, and again, this comes back to what you're saying. Okay, I've seen you take something now and make it beautiful, even though you've added modern touches, modern whatever. I want to see what you can do from the ground up. You don't have anything to base your previous work on because, again, when you take a game and you're remaking it, remastering it, there's a lot of work that goes into it, but the groundwork foundation is laid. You don't have to come up with a story, characters. You can add new mechanics, but the base gameplay mechanics of how the game, the world should function is there so you already have a skeleton to build upon let's see what you can do and try and build a house out of the sand my my biggest kind of concern and it kind of just hit me right now what you were saying that is why <coughs> the fuck is aspire doing knights of the old republic if they just acquired uh blue point who's arguably infinitely better equipped to do that job like if you just i'm just like wrapping my head around that if you if you just bought the studio that makes the best remakes and remasters why are they not doing Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? Like, why is Aspire doing it? Like, I, and I'm hoping that, you know, they hear this, but, like, maybe do a, <coughs> a thing of, like, teaming them up or something like that or allowing them to have access because I know a lot of people's biggest concern was, like, hey, it's really cool that Sony got Kotar, but, like, why is Aspire doing this? And I'm like, well, fuck, you just added Bluepoint. Like, why not get them involved some way or another because if they mess this up this might this would probably be one of the biggest blunders sony might have if uh if you mess up kotar and like why not put your big guns on it i think it's probably more to do with the fact that that game has like kotor right now has very murky wording around it it says like time exclusive we don't know how long or what that even means that aspire isn't that studio that they don't own aspire right as far as i know uh, no, I don't. I believe they're second. So party. It, yeah, if they had Blue Point do it, they own Blue Point. They own Insomniac. If they had a studio do like that, then that game would probably have to be a PlayStation hardcore exclusive to where it's not coming to anything else. So that's probably why they have Aspire on that, is because that's leaving that door open to okay, we're gonna kind of. I, I doubt they're bankrolling it. I'm sure this game would have got made without them. I'm sure they just paid for the exclusivity after they heard this was being made. Hey, you know what? We'll pay for the exclusivity and. You have whatever this other studio is making. We won't have anything to do with it. We just want the exclusive rights. You can release it to whoever after a year, two years, whatever that deal may be. Yeah, because I know they're supposed to be letting they're, <coughs> they're supposed to be like helping build the world using like their tech to make 
Kotar. So I get I get what you know Aspire isn't isn't locked behind them, and you know that way you can solve Microsoft get it and stuff like that. But like if you're gonna allow that in, then at least let these guys touch put their hands on it. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, why why put all your good stuff on it when it's still going to go to the competitor. And that's kind of how I took some of the other stuff where they're like, okay, we're going to help them with our tech. Like, what's that mean? Mean, okay, we have access to like a grade A dev kit. And if you have questions, just go ahead and call us. We'll answer versus no, we're going to send the top people who from Gorilla Games, hands down personally, teach you how to do all this yeah, stuff. I- that's whatever, which I doubt is what it is. I think it just means a little bit more like, Hey, I mean, if you have questions, go ahead and ask. We'll answer. Yeah, yeah, I guess. That's but a fair again, point. I may be wrong. That's kind of more how I took it once it was up in the air about that exclusivity. Yeah, I just want them to be doing um, new IPs. But it's like, even if we did see a new IP out of them, it, I mean, we're in 2021. I don't, you probably wouldn't even see anything until like 2024, 2025. I'd imagine. Yeah, especially with the pandemic going on. I mean, there's no way that they're gonna crank it. I mean, I guess they could have been working on something since Demon Souls, but that's only two years out. So maybe end of next year at the soonest but then that's competing with god of war so I, yeah I, I would think 2024 is the soonest you might see something yeah so i mean it's interesting news and as i think another another smart move by sony to grab this team even though we all kind of knew it a few months ago um it is nice to just have it out in the open and then now we can kind of you know think about what would be their next move to do so i'd rather see it now than them do another conference and they're like oh by the way we've acquired blue point and then them come out and talk about nothing it's like all right cool we already knew that now you're just not wasting my time and i appreciate that yeah so i mean again a nice that they didn't uh you know bonus on that one so uh leave your comments down below guys what do you think about blue point joining uh sony it i mean it does kind of suck that one of the best remakes and uh, companies in the business is now under sony's umbrella which means you know you're not going to get xbox games like that anymore but this is how the way sony likes to play the game and you know this is how they're moving forward and we'll it's see. still a smart move so who knows the next game could be dog shit <laughs> so uh with that done out of the way guys that is our main story we're gonna move into uh riffing it up 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 and uh i'm gonna go first on this one because the i would it, like you to go first you know i i super appreciate that is the uh the halo infinite open beta is now finally out this weekend for everybody they just did a flight um i believe it was last weekend i think you still needed a code for that to get invited and uh yeah have your uh you know get your playtime with the new multiplayer because the first one was bots now there's multiplayer involved so this weekend which is, is way better yeah is now open to everybody so if you guys are watching the youtube i'll pop up a thing real quick that shows the schedule but it's running uh friday which is going to be uh, October 1st, and it ran from 2. Because what they're doing is they're breaking it up into like three different or four different sections. It's 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and then 5 to 9, and then there's 6 to 10 p.m., and then 1 to 5 a.m. So they're also going to do that on Saturday. They're going to do it on Sunday, and then Monday it's going to end. And so you have all weekend to enjoy it. And so, th- like I said, the original one only had bots, but now that the multiplayer is out, what they're focusing on is mainly you can play the big team battle and the social arena. So you can go from games that are 4v4 to the bigger maps that are 12v12, and you can start getting all the vehicles. Um, some of the modes that they're listed are the arena slayer versus bots, arena capture versus the flag, arena stronghold versus bots, uh, arena slayer. Uh, capture the flag arena strongholds big team battle slayer big team battle capture the flag big team battle total control and academy weapon drill so pretty much they were letting you get the full reign of it um we were playing a few games earlier andrew i don't know 
uh, how much do you thought changed about it? But you were the last one playing it. What did you think of the new multiplayer? It felt way better to not play it against the bots. I had to switch around some of the controllers, but I had a lot of fun. I played um, Team Social, which is a smaller just team deathmatch. And then I also did the big team battle. And I don't know what the mode was called, but there's like a bunch of different points that keep switching from spot to spot. And that's kind of what you're fighting for. I actually really, really liked it a lot. It really feels go <coughs> gold. Good. I actually want to get home so that way I can keep playing, get in a squad and play with like my brother and I, who knows, maybe we'll jump on or something like, I like that. that. But I, I'm i super stoked for the game. Like This feels really, really good. There's a couple things that I kind of don't like about it, but I kind of want to hear your thoughts first before we dive into like maybe some negatives. Yeah, so me, um, Dante, and Brian jumped on earlier because um, I didn't get a, plan a chance to play it all last week, so I, don't, I can't really critique what last <laughs> one was. But after playing this one, it's kind of clear that you can see that there's an adjustment in the assault rifle, that the time to kill has been adjusted. Even when you're running the maps, you know, they kind of rearrange some of the power weapons and some of the uh, normal weapons that are on the map. So even if you were kind of memorizing with the last flight had, the new one kind of kept you on your toes by changing a few things up. Gives you a little more time to kind of be familiar with these weapons. The BR is still doing very, very impressive work. Um, the uh, the commando, I believe it's called, uh, that's a really nice weapon to play with. So when we were playing it, it mine kind of had a problem. I my Y button for some reason wouldn't work, and yeah, I thought, I thought it was my controller. But when I went out, I mean my Y worked fine. So when I was playing. I couldn't switch to my pistol to keep the game running, but we kind of were running into some tough spots. We were kind of bullshitting around, and then we kind of started getting into our groove when we were like, you know, starting to mess people up. And then we went to go to the movie. So I didn't get to play much today outside of maybe like five Slayer games. But I got to say, it does feel extremely smooth. Um, I don't know. If, I mean, obviously we're gonna get into some of the the issues with it, but. Um, it's just, it's nice to play, like, the grappling hook is really nice to mess around with. The, uh, we were talking about how the equipments now are just kind of better to, um, instead of just running over them, that they can be planted on and kind of give you that second buff. So, overall, I think the game is tight, and if, if this is what we're going to be expecting on, what, December 8th, I think it drops, like, that I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I think that was one of my favorite changes. What he's talking about is when you go, like, over the overshield... One, you still have to pick it up. You don't just, like, run over it. But two, there's, like, a little bit of a delay, about two seconds, because it's in equipment. Then your guy goes like that, slaps on his chest before it takes effect. So I like that change, because then you don't have those people that are just sitting there waiting for it, and then just running out, running over it, and then trying to get kills. So that kind of stops those campers that... That, that's actually what ended up happening when I was playing is the dude ran mm -hmm. over it, and I didn't know that yet, that you had to slap it on your chest. I ended up killing him really quick. And then I was able to pick that up and activated it and just kept running around and doing whatever. But I actually really, really like that change. So there's a lot of cool changes that seem to make sense, but there's some other ones that so are yeah, kind of questionable. What, what did you hate? <laughs> I think the the biggest thing that I don't like about it, and again, none of the these are maybe just gripes. It wouldn't stop me from playing the game, is I don't like that the enemies are outlined. So if they're within your line of sight, doesn't matter how far away they are, apparently. It could be like sniper distance because I'm far away with my pistol without aiming at them, without even looking at them. If they're within my peripheral, I could be aiming, free firing, just hit firing at someone over here. And if someone comes over here, there's a red outline that goes around the enemies. And I do not like that. Yeah, it sticks yeah, out like a sore thumb. It, yeah, it makes you stick out. It kind of defeats the purpose of sneaking, especially if someone isn't paying attention. Like, let's say a sniper's watching down the lane in the valley and you're crouched trying to come down the left or run down the left or something like that, you're instantly going to see that person. There's no hiding that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I just got to say, it's just, this one seems like it's, it's, 
as much as the other ones are also always still a team-based game, it felt like this one's way more kind of, I don't want to say dependent, but like kind of demands that you play more tactile. Because even I think we were talking about how like names were popping up and it's like, well, even if you're not, you know, on a headset in a group of four, it seems it's a little easier to try to at least know where your, your, um, your, your teammates are going to be. And even like once you're even playing the maps, obviously they're going to be some remakes of the old ones but even the new layout just kind of seems that you always need to be running in twos because when you play the bots it's one thing and it kind of seems that's the place if you're going to like try to knock out your challenges and get your dailies done but online man it's just there's so many people that have been waiting for this game to come out that you know there's just gonna be a flood day one and i'm just super looking forward to getting in a good group of four and just mobbing out learning new maps like that's kind of been the biggest thing i miss those days of just being like oh what map did you guys play today how many capture the flags did you get like Actually, i don't like know. these maps that I yeah played. every map i was playing um it looked all of them were were really fun i mean i'm i'm i remember it in my head i can kind of i can vaguely describe like the vanguard map to you and i played a lot of the vanguard these I only played it like a few times, and I've already got it down to like okay, whatever. I can I know I can do this jump or whatever. If you were to tell me the name of the map, I know, might not know it, but if you described it, I'd be like, oh okay, yeah, that's there. This is here, that's there. Mm -hmm. So um, unless there's anything else you want to go on to, I just I mean, it was pretty much a soft reminder that if you guys haven't got a chance to play Halo Infinite, this will be the last weekend, I believe, up until the day of release, come December eighth. So if you guys have been waiting and you you never got a code or you weren't part of the uh, the Halo Waypoint, this will be the open beta to get your hands on it and at least taste a little bit of it and see how nice the game, I think, it looks. So Even if you don't like it, play it and leave that feedback for me that you don't like the red outlines on the enemies. Yeah, so uh, that's my riff, my man. What do you got? My riff is actually going to be about something that happened last week, and that's where they announced, or maybe it was the week before that, where they announced that Crystal Dynamics is going to be joining the initiative, not as a team, but to be helping them build perfect dark or what you know whatever it is that they're doing with that game now i at first kind of took that as a negative i was like well if this team can you know it's a brand new team built from the ground up they can't even build their own game and i saw a lot of other people online take this negatively but um i think it was uh wednesday jeff grubb wrote an article over on venture beat we'll probably link it definitely go check it out because he kind of describes why this isn't a bad thing and how that's sort of working and what he had to say pretty much is that and something i didn't even really take into account because right now you know when you read something online everything's kind of like a hot take is the idea that yeah the initiative is built from the ground up but that's a studio built in a pandemic so one it's hard enough to find help but to be able to build something like that to build this brand new game this brand new everything from the ground up with a team that maybe you had a hard time finding people during this, you know, crazy time that we're going through, it totally makes sense to be able to be like, hey, you know, would you mind coming and helping us out as we're just going to ramp up? Maybe we did all the hard stuff. It's how we want the game to work, how we want the art design, how everything's going to play. We just need someone to act, physically help us build, build it. And that's what this is for. So it's more that they're just there to help as they're ramping up production versus fuck, we can't design it, we don't know how we want it to work, we don't know how we want it to shoot, we don't want it to have, which is more how I was taking it initially. I just was, I guess my first just kind of like eyebrow was just like, well, why didn't they just get another team that they own? Like, why, they have multiple first-party... Maybe they're things, busy like, building well, I'm saying, though, like, So why wouldn't you just pull... Well, so Crystal Dynamics it has spare guys... You know, they're not building anything. Well, it's not right like now. the Avengers are doing any good right now. <laughs> so, I mean, I like it too. When I first heard it, I was like, okay, cool. I, I just like hearing the, like, the camaraderie of, like, hey, you know, we need a little help to get off the ground. Who's out there that could help us that 
you know, that knows what they're doing for the most part. And we can get to, to do this. And the fact that Crystal Dynamics came on board, I thought was a pretty, you know, you know, gentleman type move. And the other thing is just that Xbox is, and Microsoft, they're just kind of known to like, they want to post things. They want to, they want the fans to know what's going on. So the bigger thing I even like is this, the transparency with this. You know, they're not saying that the initiative couldn't handle this. It's just under these circumstances in this pandemic, as a startup, it's hard to look, it's hard to build a team from scratch and add on all these members. So instead of doing that, which is something we can do in two to three years, why not get some outside help with Crystal Dynamics and get this thing off the ground and, and get Perfect Dark Project, you know, the best game it can be. Because, I mean, I'm a fan overall yeah, of yeah. Crystal Dynamics. So when I heard the news, I'm like, cool. I mean, those are two teams. One I have high hopes for. And the other one for me, with you know, like the Tomb Raider series, like I have a background that I, I know what they do. I generally like. So for me, it was just I liked I took it as good news. See, I took it originally as bad, especially with all the people like leaving and coming and going with everything going on right now. That I was just like, fuck, dude, these guys can't even manage to get it off the ground. But after kind of reading into it a little bit more, I've actually changed my mind on it. I'm like, okay, like, obviously it's not the world's most amazing news, but it's not bad, like what I was thinking. Right. But I wonder if they were just like, hey, man, you know what? Avengers fucking sucks. Put it on the Game Pass for us, and we'll help you with whatever game Ooh, you want to. And that's how they got a little that. Quid, uh, quid pro quo. And that's how they they're like, sure, man, but help us with Perfect Dark. Yeah, we'll get you some. We'll get you some players, and you get this. Uh, you get this Perfect Dark game. That's inter that's interesting. I'm I'm sure. I wouldn't say I wouldn't put money on it, but that'd be a pretty probable scenario. That's another little side riff for you, kitties. Is uh, Avengers <laughs> is coming to Game Pass? Ooh, speaking of kitties, for your Halloween um, shout out, you should do the Tales from the Crypt movie. With the, uh, hey, kitties and ghouls, you should do that. Oh, I'll, I'll probably I'll do one of those. I'm forgetting what that movie is called, Demon something. Or you should do, um, uh, Tell Some the, Tell Some the Hood. Ah, yes, the shit. Ah, yes, the shit. <laughs> when you said kitties, that's what I just, all I kept thinking, hearing was the Crypt Keeper saying I, that. I usually always watch something like that or like Creep Show or something like that. I like that. <coughs> so, um, uh, that is the riffs for the days, guys. If you have any thoughts or opinions on that, drop it down below what you think of Crystal Dynamics helping out, um, the newly founded initiative with the perfect dark project so or if you read that article and it changed your mind let yeah me and know. the article will be in the description if you guys are curious on <coughs> reading it so we do have one question uh for the day and that comes from zulma ross and they write are you excited for the upcoming holidays hashtag last call so i do just want to quickly remind you guys and it will be in the video following this if you're trying to enter the contest make sure you put la hashtag last call x because we use a program that hunts for the hashtag. So if you don't put it in there, I mean, I can't even fix that for you. You'd have to literally edit your comment and add the X. So just make sure that you guys pay attention to that. But as far as the holidays go, um, Andrew kind of said it earlier. Once October hits to the end of December, man, it's just like, for, it's just a good time. Like not only does the feeling just kind of change and like that, that kind of sing song in the air, but like it, from where we're in, in Arizona, the climate starts. I mean, it goes from 120 degrees. It's already 80. And out. it starts cooling down. So not only does everyone kind of just get a better attitude and want to be outside and enjoy their day, it starts off, you know, October for me is my birthday. So it, I got a birthday and then it goes Halloween and then you have Thanksgiving and then, uh, Mandrew's birthday and then Christmas and things and uh, new year's. So it's like, it's just the best stretch of like 90 days in my opinion that we get in the calendar season. So I, I love this time. October's a perfect start to like start having a happy, um, a happy soul. I think maybe I just, again, I, like, I'm going to ring back to what I said earlier. I associated it kind of, ah, kind of with, like, TV. Like, you know, as being a kid, when you're at home, this is the time that all the best stuff is usually online to watch, on TV, whatever, the best movies, the best, anything that you're doing. You're going on all these trips. So I always associate this 
time of the year with a good time. But yeah, like you were saying, my cousin's actually coming down this weekend. She's like, hey, what's the weather like? Is it going to be perfect for the water? I'm like, hell no. Maybe if you go to the lake, but that river's way too cold now. They're like, what are you talking about? It's 90. I'm like, yeah, that's way too cold. You don't go to the river usually unless it's like 99 or above. <laughs> Other than that, you might dip your like legs in. I was like, you should have came a week ago when it was still 110, 115, but now it's just, it's dropped. It's in like the 80s. So that's also the better memory that I have is like, now I can start wearing you know, my long sleeve shirts, my cardigans, my mm-hmm. sweaters, all my different things that I don't get to wear through the year. And I only get to wear them for a few months, but yeah, it's only a few months and there's so many cool different sweaters, but like to pop on and, um, it's just, it's just a good 90s day. Cause once, it's about festive. It is. Yeah. Once fall hits and then it goes into the early winter, like even if you're playing games, like this is when the time generally speaking is fall is when all the good games start dropping for the end of the year. And so if there's going to be a ton to play. The movie theaters are opening back up, so like now you're gonna get a bunch of good movies. A lot of good specials go on on like all the streaming services. So I don't know. The holidays this time is just absolutely like I think the best time. So I love the holidays personally. So from October to January first, I'm in love. Which month are you taking? October, November, December? I would take well probably December for you. You get Christmas and your birthday. Why well, like October? Because I get Halloween and my birthday. I would just say October, just because I love like I I love horror movies, so I love anything horror related. Like people. I I like October the most. Nice. So thank you for the question, and feel free to leave your answer down below. And if you guys are watching this or listening to it, leave your answer down below. Let us know what you think about the holidays. So let me know if you live somewhere cool, because I always see people online, especially on Instagram this time of the year now, too, that live in, like, Salem and shit like that, where they do all this cool stuff. And unfortunately, where we live, there's not trees. I think that's one of my favorite things is when I go to California. There's all these trees and all the leaves have fallen, so you just walk through all the leaves. You make a nice Flagstaff trip or something. Flagstaff is another place that does something like that, too. Mm -hmm. Like, just creates that vibe. Like, it's the best time of the year. Definitely. So, um, like I said in the beginning, guys, we are giving away an Xbox Series X. We are. If you guys are interested in stealing it from us, uh, take a quick second and watch this clip to let you know how to enter it and how you guys can win. Hey, guys, this is Craig with Last Call Productions, here to tell you about the Last Call Gaming giveaway for the xbox series x that we're going to be doing on this channel but there's a couple of things you need to know in order to win it first you must be subscribed so if you're on this channel if you're listening to this right now drop down and hit that subscribe button the second thing is that this is going to be running on our last call gaming show that we do every week the contest is going to start from episode 105 and it's going to run all the way to 112. 112 will be your last chance to enter the contest because on the following week, on episode 113, that is when we're going to announce the winner. Now to enter, you must leave a comment in each episode that says hashtag last call X. That is going to be your valid entry into the contest. Now what we're going to do is we're going to pull one name out of each episode from 5 to 12 and put those names into a hat. And then on episode 113, we're going to pull one lucky winner that's actually going to win the Series X. Now, this contest is going to be open for everyone. All countries are available. If there is any issue, um, please feel free to email us at lastcallproductions at gmail.com. Or you can leave it in the comments down below for any questions and we will get back to you and let you know for sure. The only hiccups may be shipping or anything that might uh, prohibit us from sending it to your region. And as always guys, good luck. Alright guys, that is the contest. Best of luck to everybody. And with that guys, episode 108 comes to a close. We will catch you on episode 109. So until next time, my name is Craig Perales and that is Mandrew Montemayor. Cheers. Happy Halloween.